All right, so we have uh, kids in the service this morning. So this is Sarah. She's going to read the scripture that I'm going to teach from this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. All right, so Colossians chapter 3. So, so kids, if you're in here today, we've been studying the same letter. So this is, a, this is a real letter that a man named Paul, who God chose to take the good news of Jesus to people all over the world, uh, wrote to a church in a city called Colossae. So kids, you're in here today, can you say Colossae? Great job. And, and kids, real quick, before we start, do you have your sermon notes? Because today I'm going to give you a chance. At the bottom of your notes, you should see a spot for a, a blue word, a red word, and a green word. So if you all see that, give me a thumbs up. Okay, great. Parents, if you want to go get notes too, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, so, so we got the, the kids in here, and just like Sarah read in the Bible, um, we, we're reading about the good news of Jesus and, and how that changes everything and how Jesus is making all things new. Uh, Jesus is making all things new. And so as we start today, I want to ask you a question. Have, have you ever done anything or, or helped someone do something that made them feel special? Kids, have you ever done anything to help someone do something that made them feel special or has someone ever helped you do something that made you feel special? I remember when I was a kid, I was six years old, and we lived down in South Georgia where it was really hot. So up here we have mountains and cool weather and no fire ants. But where I grew up when I was your age, we lived in a place that was very hot, and there were swamps, and there were fire ants everywhere. Okay, And I remember also what there was, was the trade-off as I lived with that, but there was really good bass fishing. Anybody ever caught a, a fish before? Yeah, you've caught a fish? I love fishing. It's one of my favorite things to do. And what we would do to go fishing when I was a kid is that we would go in our town. There was a giant building. There's a big metal building, and it was called a cricket farm. Okay? So a cricket farm is just like it sounds. You would walk inside, and there were cages the size of this stage full of crickets. Can somebody, one of you kids, make the best cricket noise you can do? Real quick, let's give it a shot. Anybody? A cricket noise? All right. The dead silence would have worked too. That would have been ironic for the adults in the room. So we went to the cricket farm, and what you had to do is you had to take this thing. It was like a bucket, but it had mesh around it, and the crickets couldn't jump out of it. You'd take it, and you'd scoop it in a barrel and pull up a bunch of crickets. Here's the thing about crickets is that they don't taste good unless you're a fish. Okay, fish love to eat crickets. And so what we did was my dad took me to the cricket farm. We got a bucket full of crickets. And then we went to a big pond that some of our friends owned. And my dad taught me how to take a fish hook and put a cricket on it. And then you put a little weight on it to make sure the cricket gets underwater. And then there's a bobber and you throw it out of the water and you stand there and you wait until you see your bobber go underwater. Has anybody ever done this before? Anybody ever experienced the thrill of catching a fish and seeing that bobber go underwater? So here we were. My dad taught me how to take a cricket, okay, 
take the hook, put the cricket on the hook, throw it out into the water, and then you wait. And so I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and then finally, that bobber goes underwater, and I start reeling it in, and I'm reeling, and my dad's telling me, he's like, you know, my dad's so excited, he, he's like telling me, like, walk backwards, so I'm walking backwards, and I'm reeling, and I'm reeling, and out comes a fish, my first fish I ever caught, and I felt so good, and it was this big, okay? <laughs> no, it was like this big, it was like this big, it, it's, it's, it was called a bluegill is the name of the fish, we called them stump knockers, because every stump that's supposed to have a big bass waiting on it, you caught one of those little guys instead, so I caught, a, I caught a, actually a little fish, but it made me feel so proud and so special that my dad taught me how to do that. And so what we've been talking today and, and up here as we've been going through this book of Colossians, this letter in the Bible that Paul wrote, is that what Jesus has done is something that should make us feel really special. Because when we talk about Jesus making us new, it means that Jesus is, is giving us an opportunity to know who he is. It means that, like Sarah read in the verses just a minute ago, that our life is hidden with him. That means Jesus, right? Our life is hidden with, with Jesus in God. It means that when we hear the good news of Jesus, so when we say the good news or the gospel of Jesus, it's that Jesus lived a perfect life, that he died on the cross to pay the penalty for sin, and that he rose from the grave so that we can know God now and forever. It means that when we hear that gospel, the good news of Jesus, that, it, that uh, he made life possible without death, so that means we can live forever in him. When we hear the good news and believe it, and we tell Jesus that we believe it and we wanna follow him for the rest of our lives, we, we, we get to be a part of God's family. So all of the good things that God wants to give us in his son Jesus, we now have because of what Jesus has done and brought us into his family. So, so Jesus has made us special because we get to be a part of God's family. And all the good things that God is giving to his son Jesus, he now makes possible for us to have. So that's what Jesus has done for us. Jesus has come and made it possible for us to be in God's family and to live with him forever. And that should make us feel special. Doesn't that make you feel special? It makes me feel special. It makes me feel special that I can talk to God when I pray. If you think you're too young to pray, there was a king in the Old Testament named Josiah. Okay, Josiah was eight years old. The Bible says he was eight years old and he began to pray. It says he began to call on the name of God. Josiah was eight years old. He began to call on the name of God and a few years later, God used Josiah to totally change the direction of their country. It was a country that did not know God, and because of this eight-year-old kid's prayers, God used him to do something really special and big. See, the Bible says that, that God showed his love for us, that while we were still sinners, while we were not a part of his family, that he sent Jesus to die for us so that we could become a part of his family. And that's what makes us special. So what did Jesus do? You ready for your blue word? You ready for your blue word? Here's what Jesus did. Jesus made a way for me to know and be with God forever. So on your blue line there, kids, you can write the word know. Jesus made a way for me to know and be with God forever. So that's what Jesus did for us. But he makes us new, not, not just because of what he did for us, but because of what he's going to do for us one day. Right? Sarah read the words of Paul when it said, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
Any, anybody like dogs in here? So I have a dog that I think Miss Carol loves more than I do. Miss Carol is like dog crazy, okay? Every time we go out of town or we go on vacation or we take a trip, my dog named Mia stays with Miss Carol. And here's a picture Miss Carol took of my dog Mia. And throw that up. There she is. Of course, Miss Carol with the artistic eye, got the sunset in the background and up on, yeah. So that's Mia. Mia loves Miss Carol too. She's a big golden retriever. And every day when I leave for work, here's what Mia does. So our living room has these big windows in it. And right behind the window, up against the window is our couch. And Mia knows, our dog knows, she's not supposed to get on the couch. But when everyone leaves the house and you're the last one leaving, I'm backing down the driveway and I see Mia on the couch looking out of the window. She she just stares. And and have you ever heard of puppy dog eyes? You know, when you're sad and you're trying to get people, yeah, uh, made popular recently by Bluey. Anybody watch Bluey before? All right, kids, look to your parents or look to an adult around you and give them the best puppy dog eyes you can. Pretend like you're trying to talk them into taking you to your favorite restaurant after church today. Give them the best puppy dog eyes you can. See, Mia, she's always so sad when we leave. She's always so sad. But what's funny is, is when I come home, Mia is not sad. Mia's like super excited. And what Mia will do is we have a, she's a big dog, okay? She's like 90 pounds. She's like three times the size of some of you kids in here today. And what Mia does when we come home is there's windows in our door and I'll go to the door and as I'm unlocking the door, she'll jump real high and her ears will flap up and she'll jump real high because she knows that when I'm coming home, I'm gonna give her all the things that she wants. I'm gonna let her outside to use the bathroom and chase squirrels. I'm gonna give her food later on. I'm gonna refill her water bowl. I'm gonna do all the things that she needs in her life I'm going to do all of that for her. And she gets so excited. And the reason she does that is because she knows not just what I've done for her in the past, but she knows I'm going to do it for her when I come home. And that's what it's like when we know Jesus, when we know God, we love Jesus and we have faith in him because of what he's done for us, which we talked about, the good news of Jesus. But we also get to look forward to what he's going to come back and do one day. In the Jesus Storybook Bible, it says that Jesus, when he comes back, he's going to make all wrong things right. We sang about it in that first song where there will be no more tears, there's going to be no more pain, no more death or dying because of what Jesus has done. Like like Mia remembers all the ways that I'm going to take care of her, Paul, in this letter, is reminding us not only what Jesus has done, but what he's going to do. So not only does Jesus make us special by what he's done for us, but by what he is doing for us now and is going to finally do one day. So you ready for your red word on your page? Everybody have your notes? You ready for your red word? It's that Jesus is making us new. All right, so new. N-E-W, Jesus is making us new. Okay? But that doesn't mean we just get to, like, sit around and wait for change. Right? Like, how many of you get to like get, go to uh, like play soccer or t-ball or basketball or something like that? Anybody play, play any sports? Or like at school you go to recess and you want to play outside? How many of you get to play outside on the playground if you just sit down in your desk and don't move? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Just because you know you can go to recess doesn't mean you get to do recess. You have to actually get up and go play, right? Like the monkey bars don't make you swing on them. You've got to get up and swing on them yourself. We have a role to play. When we know what Jesus has done for us, when we know what Jesus is doing for us, 
then, then we have a role to play. And that's what Paul is telling us here. He's saying, set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ. He says, set your mind on the things above. Like when my dad took me to go fish and catch that fish, like imagine if I just wanted to catch the fish, but I didn't put the cricket on the hook. Fish don't eat hooks, do they? No, you gotta put bait on it to catch the hook. I had to do something in order to catch the fish. So Jesus has done all of these things for us, but we get to join him in the work that he's doing to make us new. Right? Jesus made a way for us to know God and to be with him forever. Jesus is making us new. So here's where we join in the work, what he's doing in our lives. It said to set your hearts on the things above and set your mind on the things above. So here's some things that you can do to join Jesus in the work that he's doing. You can read your Bible. That's a great way to do it, right? You can do your God time page that you take home from, from Fellowship Kids every Sunday. It gets you more than just coins for the FK store, even though you do get that too. Nice bonus. Right? You can come to church when you hear true stories of the Bible, of how God has worked and done amazing things. Spend time with your small group leaders and friends to see how you can do that. Pray. Praying is a great way to join Jesus in the way that he's making you, you new. Because here's one thing that prayer does and that all of these things do. Paul said to set your minds on the things above and to set your hearts on the things above, not on earthly things. So, so what we do is when we pray, when we read our Bible, when we come to church and hear true stories and we do our God time page through the week, what we're doing is, is we're learning to love what Jesus loves. We're learning to love the way that Jesus loves, right? We, we know that Jesus loves people, so we serve them. There's just a reminder for, for uh Four other Sunday coming up at the beginning of November where we get to serve together as families. And then here's a good one. A good way to, to practice what Jesus is doing in our lives is by like saying no to doing things or saying things that hurt people instead of heal them. So if you say something that hurts someone's feelings or you're going to do something, you, you, it's a good question to ask. Is this going to hurt them or is this going to help them? Is this going to hurt them or is this going to heal them? See, we join in Jesus' work when we learn to love what he loves, right? Because it says set your mind on things above, all right? So above is a picture of where Jesus is right now. He's on the throne in heaven, and he's in a place where he is totally and completely in charge. One day, Jesus is going to come back and make his home on earth. But until then, it's our job to learn to love what Jesus loves and love people around us the way Jesus loves them so that we can see what a life of heaven looks like while we're still here on earth. So here's your green word. You ready for your green word? The last one. So we know what Jesus did for us, that he died for our sins and he rose from the grave. We know what he wants to do, that he's making us new. But we know now because Paul said to set your minds or set your hearts on the things above where Jesus is, that we can love Jesus. Like we can love Jesus. That's our job. That's what we learn to do by doing those things, right? By reading our Bible, by coming to church, by loving people. Like I grew up playing soccer. I love soccer. Played my whole life. I still try to play when I can. And when I was, when I was learning to play, like when I was a kid, I, I would watch my favorite players on TV and I would try to play the way they played. I wasn't as good as them, obviously. That's why I'm here and not in England. But I wanted 
to do what they did. I wanted to wear the same clothes they wore. I wanted the same cleats that they wore. One time I even shaved my head into a mohawk and dyed it blonde with pink in the middle to try to look like one of my favorite players. I wanted to be like them because I thought they were great. And when we remember what Jesus has done for us, when we remember what Jesus is doing in our lives, then we learn to love Jesus, we become like him. We read the stories about Jesus where he chose to heal people instead of to hurt them. We chose where, where he goes out and he heals people, where he loves people, where he shares the good news of, of God's kingdom coming here on earth. And so that we're uh, going to see in just a minute a really cool picture of what that looks like when we place our faith in Jesus. Okay, Because you probably noticed this pool of water. And so what we're going to do with baptism is I'm going to introduce you after the song in a minute to my friend Wesley. And Wesley is showing us what he believes that Jesus did. Like it says right there that, that for, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. And when Christ who appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. Baptism under the water is a sign of what Jesus has done for us spiritually. Okay, That, that we died with Christ, go under the water but then we raise to new life, to walk in a life following him. My friend Wesley is going to tell us and proclaim to us that that's what he believes and that's what he's going to do. And then we as a church family get to celebrate with him. Okay, so kids, I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that, that you can love Jesus, and, you, and he wants you to join him in his work. All right, kids, real quick, can you look at me? Real quick, and parents, everybody can look at me, but kids especially, you guys did so good up here today. Thank you so much for being so good. Can, can you just repeat those three things after me? Let's read our blue line real quick. You ready? Let's read the, the three lines together, the blue, red, and green together. Ready? Let's read the blue one. Jesus made a way for me to know and be with God forever. All right, let's read the red one. Jesus is making us new. And the green one, we can love Jesus. All right, let's pray and thank Jesus for all that he's done, and then we're going to worship God for all the goodness that he's shown us in our lives. Jesus, thank you for how much you love us. Thanks for your good news that you came while we were still sinners, while we were far from you, that you died for us so that we can know you now on earth and forever. Jesus, I thank you for all these kids in this room. Father, come and work in their lives as they call out to you. Hear them just like you did Josiah hundreds and thousands of years ago in, in Israel, God. And may we see as these, this generation raises up, a generation that, that loves you and follows you faithfully. God, we love these kids. We love you. Thank you for this church. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.